Hello, this is Daryl here, sending love as always. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to say, if you like this interview, you can check our website for companion workbooks, action guides, tools, checklists, templates, and show notes with links for everything mentioned on the call. Just visit bestbusinesscoach.ca. That's best, B-E-S-T, businesscoach.ca. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. When your life and your business grow as a result of what you're about to discover, please call me and tell me about it. The number to leave a voicemail is one 888 844-GROW. That's 1-888-844-4769. Long distance charges may apply. Dial now to call me, connect, share your personal story of how my interviews have helped, or share your current challenges and frustrations so I can connect you with an appropriate course, coach, or help you if you connect. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always. Today, we are joined by a returning guest, the sales whisperer, Wes Schaefer. Wes is a ruthlessly pragmatic entrepreneur, sales trainer, copywriter, and speaker who believes marketing is just selling in print. He's the author of The Sales Whisperer Way and The Definitive Guide to Infusionsoft. Wes combines common sense with formal training and attention to detail pounded into his hard-headed skull during four years at the United States Air Force Academy to help professional salespeople, sales managers, business owners, and entrepreneurs achieve nearly miraculous growth fast. After being in the game almost as long as I have, and interviewing, well, actually, maybe longer than I have, and interviewing countless experts, I thought I'd ask Wes to come on our show again to share with us some of his wisdom about the importance of having sales be the focus of your business. He now calls Southern California home with his wife of 20-plus years and their seven children. Yes, seven children. He knows what causes that and refuses to give it up. So, Wes, thank you for joining us, my friend. I appreciate your time and coming back. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me, too. So we just talked about this before the show, and I think it's really important because a lot of people get caught up in, uh, I mean, when you have different clients, you work with different people, everybody has different KPIs they want to focus on. Some people want to focus on reach. Some people want to focus on engagement. Some people want to focus on leads. Some people want to focus on bottom line revenue. But at the end, that's where I feel the na- end of, at the end of the day, the name of the game kind of is about sales. Would you agree? Do you think that that's not? Are you? What about Elon Musk saying, you know, we're not about sa- like speak to that a little bit like where how important is sales look elon musk is hanging out smoking dope with joe rogan man so you can't trust anything that guy says all right <laughs> uh yeah i mean bottom line revenue that's the measurement right it's, it's not how much you make it's how much you keep mm-hmm. uh, uh you know jeff bezos now he can probably uh argue that a bit i think it's been a while i think him a long time to make some money but you know it's a whole nother whole nother beast uh, for you and me, we need to make money, right? If we spend money on Monday, you know, on on marketing efforts, we need it to come back by Friday. You know, we got bills to pay, uh, and it's too easy to get caught up in all this fun stuff, Instagram stories, and you know, getting Facebook followers and whatnot. But it's like, how do you monetize all of that? Uh, people forget every. Everything you do online or direct mail or at a trade show or on the phone is selling. You know, you're selling me on clicking. You're selling me on watching your video. You're selling me on why should I like or comment or share? Why should I subscribe? Why should I make you my default, you know, or or move you to see first instead of uh, standard, you know, on uh, notifications? Mm -hmm. All of that Mm -hmm. is a sale. And... You know, selling, the, the word sales, it has a negative connotation now, but it comes from the Norwegian word that means to serve. And so if you really understand that and internalize it, it's going to change how you do business. It's going to change how you live. Right. 
So for a lot of our businesses, we have to sell or die, but people don't like selling. So is that because they're approaching it the wrong way? Is that, you know, is, is what? Yeah. If, yeah. It's, um, and you know, Hey, I don't like hardcore, pushy, cheesy, you know, takeaway closes, traditional selling either. Um, but you need to understand that every interaction is a sale. Okay. When you go out to eat, it's a sale. How, how does the front of the store look? Do they make you see a hostess and then go sit down and wait? Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the sound like? What's the lighting like? What are, what are the smells? Okay. When they show you the menu, okay. They have prepared that menu to maximize their profits. Okay. And when they tell you the special and then, oh, you, you'd like to have, uh, you know, a salad instead of fries with that. Oh, well, that's a dollar extra. Really? Do you have to charge me that? Oh, I'll just bring it to you. You know, it's all a sale. Every it, it's like, it's like a fish, like waking up one day and going, oh my gosh, I'm in water. I don't want to be in water. Like, well, tough luck. You're a fish. You're going to be in water. And so as a human, you're in sales. Okay. So either you are part of someone else's plan or you're working your plan. That's it. And so people, you, you can think you're not in sales, but I guarantee you people are, are working processes on you. Okay. To get your attention, to get your money. Now you hit a key point there. Let's, I think that might be helpful to talk about. So you said people are working processes on you and you said to get your attention and get your money. So let's talk about some stuff. I'm definitely, I mean, I think I'm pretty good at sales. I'm, I probably have a way, I, you know, I could probably be way better um, like with any skill. But I think where a lot of people, like you said, they, 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 you know, like when people try too hard and then it, that's where it makes them all so awkward. Can we talk about how to maybe approach sales with a different perspective? Like what I said there is first get their attention. So there's a process to it, right? It's not just going for a home run with the home, right? With the, or with every ball that comes across the plate. Um, first you have to get their attention. I mean, that's the old school AIDA, right? Attention, interest, desire, action. That's been around forever. Has that changed? Is that updated? How does that translate to the new world? You know, is there a way that people can kind of figure like how working a pipeline and the different stages that people would move through? Is there, you know, for, for people that are starting out and struggling, is there kind of context or framework you can give them? So they're just not like, hey, buy my stuff. Hey, buy my stuff. Hey, buy my stuff. How do they do that with a little more finesse? Yeah, well, it's recognizing that you have to do it with finesse. And yeah, everything is the same because humans are the same. Okay, since cavemen were drawing on walls, the human mind hasn't really evolved. Uh, and literally, I mean, what, what was going on in the caveman brain still goes on in our brains. Um, you know, we, we think we have to fight for survival. We think that there's saber-toothed tigers out there that we have to avoid. Uh, we think this is our last meal. We don't know where our next meal is going to come from. We've got to get out there and hunt and kill. Uh, and so it's, it's ridiculous, but it is. So it's like the fish in water. You know, you're in water, so deal with it. Uh, so you need to understand how the human mind works. Um, it is, I, I equate selling with dating. It's, it's very much the same. You know, if, if you're too aggressive in your approach to your, you know, a woman at a bar, you know, how you want to ask her to dance, you know, you're going to get rejected. So it's the same thing in sales. You know, if I just walk up to you in the store, Hey, you want to buy something? Hey, here's an iPhone. You want to buy it? You know, hey, we got furniture on sale. You want to buy it? It's just, it's a turnoff. So there's got to be some courtship in there. There's got to be some uh, little bit of, you know, a strategy, right? But there's also this fancy word, you know, called congruence. Everything you do needs to match. You know, when, when Walmart runs an ad, they're not showing, you know, marble floors and plush carpet and, you know, Starbucks cappuccino served in China when you, you know, you don't have a concierge meet you at the door when you go into Walmart. You know, their sale is everyday low prices. Whereas Nordstrom's, they do greet you. You do have someone help you walk around the store and, and 
uh, help you buy. So their ads are different. So that that's what's congruent. Okay, just like in dating, if you know you're you're reaching out to this woman and you you send these nice letters and it's they're very elegant, like handwritten letters, and you send chocolates and you know a dozen roses and it's on this fine parchment paper. And then you pull up in a 20-year-old, you know, Toyota Corolla and the windows don't work. Uh, and, you know, you're in cut-off jeans and messy hair smoking cigarettes. She's going to be like, something isn't quite right here. <laughs> okay? And anytime the human mind is confused, it says no. Right. So that congruency plays in. So how you project yourself online, and that includes your paid advertising. Right. But so your social media, what are you putting out there? What are your ads putting out there when they hit your website? What do they see? Is it a congruent experience? And so that's why my, I have a program called Make Every Sale. And so the, the concept, you know, the, the ultimate goal is that you make every sale you ever get a chance. That's like a baseball player saying they're, they're going to get a hit every time. It's not it's not practical, but it's a goal. Right. You can strive for it. Maybe you can get a hit every at bat in one game, even that's nice. You know, you go four for four or five for five, people are going to remember you. Um, but the other concept is, you know, behind make every sale is understanding that to make any sale, you have to make every sale. You know, we were talking before you hit record, you know, about our spouses and how we met. And, you know, when you, you know, I met my wife at a country bar. And so <laughs> I, uh, I showered. Right. I did my hair. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, but it's, but it's that fundamental. Right? right. I showered. I put on clean clothes, deodorant and cologne and I shined my boots. Right. So is that manipulate? Was I manipulating her? Because you know what? I don't shave every day. Mm -hmm. Right. I shave like twice a week because she makes me. <laughs> so so I, I shaved. I, I got cleaned. You know, I um. I get there early. I ask her to dance. You know, how I conduct myself. Each one of those is a sale because mm -hmm. we judge each other. So she sees my boots are shine. She sees that I'm clean. She sees that I smell good. I brush my teeth. I don't have stinky breath. Each of those is a little sale. How I approach her was a sale. Mm -hmm. Did I know how to dance? Yes, I did. So that was a sale. That was I needy. Oh, you're so beautiful. I'm so glad I came here. I really need to get your number. We should really be exclusive with one another. You know, you, you can come on too strong. Mm -hmm. So every one of those is a sale. Okay. So you, you need to map this out in your business uh, and make sure you have your processes down. Right. Uh, and, you know, very few people do that. Uh, and, uh, so the good news is your competition's lazy. The bad news is you got to stay on top of this because things change. Okay, what what worked a year ago isn't working as well today, and it won't work as well in a year. So you got to constantly be be you, working on. This. Can you give an example? What's something that used to work that doesn't work anymore, and what's working now? Well, there's all kinds. I mean, like when when Facebook rolled out uh, pages, mm -hmm. right? You had 80 or 90 percent uh, exposure. And once they said, okay, this is a pay-to-play arena, in like 90 days, it went down to about 3% yeah. uh, reach, okay? Snapchat was all the rage. Then, you know, Facebook, Instagram, bought it, buys Instagram. They put in the same kind of features. Uh, they crush them. Yep. So you're going to see, you know, LinkedIn's all the rage right now. Everybody's a LinkedIn conversion specialist. So, yeah, okay, it might work. But now what's happening is because everybody hopped on the Facebook bandwagon, YouTube and Google, old school GDN is is coming back in vogue. Yep. You know, you're not going to keep Google down. They're going to change things, make it more affordable. So you're going to have this kind of, you know, Ford versus Chevy, right? Each year they're going to kind of leapfrog one another. Maybe they come out with some better technology for a while, and but they, they won't stay in the lead forever. They're, they're going to, and that's happening now as well. Right. That's actually something that's fairly recent, like the end of the last year people started to talk about Google more, especially YouTube, because you get free ad spend on YouTube if people don't engage with your ad. So let's uh, talk Let's talk about the phases here. I like, how, all right, how does, let's make some practical, let's make this practical for people in terms of, I mean, it's all been practical, but let's give some hard, concrete examples of how to do this. So 
first of all, you can't sell anyone if you don't have lead flow, right? That's good. 101, if you don't have a flow of uh, potential prospects, what do you do, right? So how do we do that? How do we do that in today's day and age? How do we generate like quality leads or people, how do we generate interest and qualify them? Well, it's a big, tall order. It is a tall order. Um, you know, it depends on your business. Um, people... I think people haven't been in sales. They haven't literally picked up the phone or gone door to door and met with people in person to really understand what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. Because there's a lot to it. You know, when you run an ad, uh, well, guess what? Even uh, you run an ad on, on Facebook, you're gonna have to change that ad up every month, if not every week. You're gonna have to have a, a rotation of ads. So now you have to, you gotta split test your ad copy. You gotta split test the headline, the image, the call to action, the, the URL that's displayed. Well, then you take them to a landing page. Well, do you take them to a landing page or do you take them to your Facebook page? You know, and from there, what do you do with it? Are you going to use your instant messenger, you know, one of these bots? Or are you going to take them to your website? When you take them to your website, is that going to be like a, uh, a gated uh, piece of information or do you give them free information and then retarget them? There's a lot of things going on there and people, you know, well, I'm a funnel hacker. Well, great. You know, go, go hack. You know, funnel hacking works if you have a very simple offer and you're selling to a consumer and, you know, it's a, it's a one call kind of close sort of thing or something that uh, is very simple to understand and people can make a quick decision. If you're selling B2B, you know, you're trying to sell a million dollars of technology like I did to Google or you're trying to sell $600,000 in coaching like I did to Dell, you're not funnel hacking them. Okay, mm -hmm. you better you better show up showered with deodorant on and brushing your teeth. Okay, and understand who the stakeholders are and how to build a consensus uh, to get somebody to spend six or seven figures with you. That's a different sale. Uh, but each one, there's a process, and it is the same thing: the attention, the interest, right, the desire. You know, if there's no call to action, there's no action taken. Uh, so it's not a it's not a one size fits all as far as what works. But at its core, it is because humans are humans. Mm -hmm. Okay, you need to you need to understand that we as salespeople have to adjust how we sell to match how our prospects prefer to buy. Okay, if you have an 84 slide deck, you know, and a 200 page manual and you know brochure, and you're going to go through the whole thing, and you're you're dealing with a high D, a high I, you know, a charger, a dominant, an influencer. You don't go through that presentation, right? They, okay? don't the, they don't have the attention span or the or the interest. Yeah, in yeah. So you cut to the chase, but you need to recognize that as the salesperson, right? We we have to see, pick up on the signals, and deliver it the way they want. But most people don't. They they do their own thing. It's like, hey, this is the way I do it. This is how we're going to do it. Tough luck. Uh, so, and but the problem is, it's tough luck for you. Okay. Because if you, if you don't adjust how you sell, you're only going to sell 20 to 30% of the people that you meet. And, and you could easily double that if you had a process. So, right. So that, was, that leads into my next question where how do we, if someone wants to master this skill, how do you, like, if I know I can go to the gym and I can rep things out, right? I want to be, I want to be able to do muscle ups. I want to be able to nope. do a handstand, right? I can just rep this out. I can put in 10,000 hours. And hammer that out. What do you What do you have to do to do that for sales? What are some of the key tenets that you need to focus on? The skills you need to develop. Oh, you there? Oh, Daryl. Hey, everybody there? Can you hear me? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hey, man, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, you just disappeared for a bit. Oh, all right. Let me make a note. I'll have our audio guy edit that out. All right. Sorry, I just asked. I was asking about how do we rep this out. My question. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear that part? And then I just disappeared or? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I kept going. I, the, there was kind of some static. It just went away. So I just, I wrapped up my answer. I mean, you heard the whole answer, right? I heard your whole answer. And then I replied. Oh. And then it, it was like, maybe oh. I was on mute the whole time. Maybe I didn't unclick mute. Because I went on, I, I gave the answer, and I was like, you know, here, hold on, I'm just going to make a quick 
know the timestamp. So 17 to 18, probably 19. Okay. So check 17 to 18, 19 minutes. All right. Um, so my question was, and I'll, I'll repeat this again just in case it was. So how does somebody rep this out? Like I know that if I go to the gym and I want to, you know, master muscle ups or I want to learn how to do a handstand, I know that I can just focus on a few skills and I can just put in the 10,000 hours to try to master that. What are those What are those skills that I need to master as a sales rep or in sales in general, not the sales rep, but to help master sales? Well, it's understanding that you got to get the reps in. Um, understanding that your number one job is to prospect. Okay. It's not to sell. Uh, because I can't control if somebody buys from me. Okay. And, and you have no guarantee that you're going to hit your muscle up goal. But you can show up every day, right? You can, you know, skip the beer and have an iced tea, right? You can skip the cupcakes and, you know, have some, an egg white omelet uh, and do that for 90 days or six months, you know, while you do your lifts. Uh, but then, you know, even recognize, you know, the hip bones connected to the leg bone, right? <laughs> and you start doing pull-ups, maybe you recognize you don't have good grip strength. So you got to work on your forearms and your wrists and your hands. Uh, you may recognize that your shoulders are weak. You got to add some shoulders in there and then, oh man, my core, the core really kicks in. Oh, I better start doing more sit-ups and ab work and, and whatnot. Right? So you start expanding, but you, you can control, you know, are you, you know, form follows function. Right. You, you, you do the function of the lifts and then like, where are you sore? Where are you having to cheat to, to compensate to get that last one? Okay, that tells you where you need to focus. So in sales, you need to recognize prospecting is your number one job. If you say the right things and make the right offers to enough of the right people, if you deliver a powerful message in a powerful manner, it will land in the inbox of the people you need to reach. Okay, mm -hmm. but you got to do that day in and day out. So that's what, even if you're, you know, all online, well, you still, look, you don't have one ad and you run that same ad for like five years. Okay. Again, you, it's called ad fatigue. goes back to how the brain works, going back to cavemen. You know, we're talking about reticular activations and the broca area of the brain. It's when we see something that's new, the brain goes, oh, can I kill it? Can I eat it? Or can I have sex with it? Okay? That's what the brain's literally mm -hmm. computing when it sees something new. So it looks at it and goes, oh, that's an ad. That looks somewhat interesting. Let me click on it. Oh, yeah, this isn't for me. Uh, oh, I don't have time. Then after it sees it a few more times, we literally develop blind spots. We don't see the ad anymore. Okay? So right. you've got to rotate it. you got to change it. So... So even if it's all online, you have to understand how the brain works and how you have to continually be updating things. That's why you see big companies like, you know, McDonald's and the U.S. Army and Coca-Cola. I mean, they change their taglines and their slogans because society changes over time. And, and what worked now, you know, or, you know, what, what worked then won't work now. So prospecting is your number one job. Uh, you need to understand Great salespeople don't overcome objections. They anticipate them and address them and negate them, neutralize them before they come up. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. So, so we need to keep prospecting and then we need to anticipate the questions that they're going to have and make them feel comfortable, uh, comfortable about that from the beginning. Going back to the dating analogy, if your goal is to you know, get laid, have the condom in advance and drop the hint that you have a condom before she could even, <laughs> before it even comes up to his ass, or at least be prepared if it gets there, right? So that way you don't have any objections to the sale. Yeah, but even then, right? If, like if I walked up to my, my future wife and said, hey, would you like to dance? And, and by the way, I have a condom. Yeah, that's, yeah. I have a condom. She's going to be like, yeah, why don't you meet my dad and my brother who are also here so they can kick your ass? Right. Okay. Uh, so you got to be careful when you deliver that little nugget of knowledge. Right. <laughs> yeah. So 
going back to this, all right, so first we're prospecting all the time. We're getting people to raise their hands. Out of that, we have to qualify them, ask the questions, make sure that it's a good fit for everybody involved. And then, I mean, again, I, I, what I appreciate here is you're not giving, like, here's a two-step close. Because I think, I think you're right, that people are people, and it's about conversations, and it's not necessarily about tricks, and that tricks aren't going to work. But I love that you do the pro follow, trust the process. So is there, what was the, what I want to ask? I guess, what are some of the biggest mistakes people make in that process? So you doing all the training sessions you've done, seeing where people get trip, tripped up. Sounds like prospecting is a big one. They stop prospecting. What are the other kind of catch points that people get tripped up on? I mean, once you have someone in conversation, you almost can never lose them. Uh, I mean, I, I, well, tell me if I'm wrong, but I was kind of told, you know, in some ways, if you're doing it ethically and you're coming up and you're and you <clears throat> and what if you have something meaningful to say, you could basically be like the guy in Green Eggs and Ham. Would you eat them yeah. in a boat? Would you eat them right? Like you could keep coming back and back, even if they've said no, you can come back as long as you've got an ethical reason. You're not just harassing someone, right? Because if you harass them, they're just not going to listen anyways. That you don't have their attention or their interest, right? But right. if you can, if you can have a meaningful reason to come back. You've almost never lost a lead. It, no, might not just might just be not now, right? Again, yeah. but you, yeah, yeah. And it's it's having a system, having a process, um, and, and working the system. We're, we're too used to this instant gratification. You know, I've been uh, I've been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu now for two years this month. What? Who, yeah, who are you training with? You, you got your blue belt now, right? Right. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a humbling experience. I yeah, mean, little great. guys, little guys, you know, tune me up, man. <laughs> you got to work on your transitions. That's what it is. Every, yeah, you're two years in. You're probably still mastering submissions, trying to get to them. It's all about the transitions. It's all yeah. about learning. Anyway, sorry, I, I trained for six and a half years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love jujitsu. Yeah. Brother yeah, so it's. It, so it's understanding, seeing the big picture, right? And because you're probably losing sales right now and don't even know why. Uh, it's just like when you're brand new in jujitsu. I mean, you 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 get destroyed. You don't even know what happens. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, you this guy's got eight limbs. What the hell's going on? Yeah. I mean, I, I was fighting a guy yesterday and really good brown belt uh, and super quick. And, you know, he got me a dozen times, you know, but he but he he was complimenting as we're going. Right. He's uh, I'm seeing some of the moves. Right. I'm fighting off his initial attacks. But, yeah, he's got better transition. So he just goes from one to two to three and I can't stop all three. Right. Yeah. Uh, but at least I'm seeing one and maybe two. <laughs> whereas, whereas before I saw none. That's right. You know, so I got to tell people all the time if, um, you know, like, like, for example, let's say you. You asked me, Wes, hey, man, how much how much is HubSpot software? You know, and I say, well, Daryl, it's normally $3,000 down and $800 a month. What did I really just tell you? Well, you told me, well, you told me a commitment. You told me. Well, no, I said, I said it's normally three grand oh, okay. and, eight, and 800 a month. Okay. How, how would you respond? Well, it depends that if I, I guess it depends on my level of engagement in terms of like, if you tell me that. Oh, you're missing one word. What? If I say, Daryl, this is normally $3,000 down and oh. 800 a month. Okay. So what, what did I really, what did I really just tell you? Well, you got me curious. I got you curious. But what, how would you respond to that? I, well, again, if I'm really interested, I go, okay, well, if it's normally that, what, like, what is the price now? There you go. And then as a salesperson, I go back to my sales manager and I say, this software sucks. It's overpriced. Everybody wants a discount. But what I did, I invited the discount I invited the price objection because of the words that I used mm. and my tonality on how I delivered it. Got it. 
okay? Instead of saying, Daryl, you know, the the professional, you know, there's basically there's professional and there's enterprise. I, I think based on what you've told me, you need the professional level. It starts at $3,000 down, $800 a month. It includes 90 days onboarding. You get my bonus, boom, boom, boom. You get, that includes access to the Make Every Sale program. It includes you know, porting over your entire blog, 60 pages of your website redesigned, blah, 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 blah. When would you like to get started? Okay, now I'm adding value. I'm, I'm justifying the cost. Mm-hmm, but people mm-hmm. don't do that. Okay, so so salespeople, that's what I'm saying. Your number one job is to prospect. You need to have a process. You need to make sure you're not inviting objections into your life, which most people are, right? Just like jujitsu. If you if your hand placement is the wrong area, if your foot's in the wrong area, you know, you're leading with your head and just open yourself up to guillotines. Like, oh, it's, the guy always gets me in a guillotine. Well, yeah, idiot. You just <laughs> stick in your neck hair. Jump at him. He knows you're going to do that. He just he just sits up and throws his arm under you and bam, yeah, you're going to die. Stop doing that. But see, it's hard to see. Like, like I say, you can't read the label from inside the bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just you don't you don't know you're doing anything wrong. Like, well, I watched all the YouTube videos. I'm doing just like they do in the YouTube videos. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Right? I'm six foot two, 225 pounds. I'm 48 years old. I can't move like that 30 year old, six foot tall, 180 pound guy. Right. Who's also a black belt, and I'm a blue belt. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm moving like him, but you know, I can. I can open my legs up like what 90 degrees. He can do a full split. He's got different, he's gonna do things differently. So do you do you care enough to have a coach? Do you care enough to record yourself? When I got serious about sales, I hired a coach. And the first thing he made me do was record my prospecting calls. Mm. Then we broke them down. So when I got serious about golf, I was 23 years old. I went, to a, I went to a golf pro. He filmed me. When I got serious about speaking, I went to a speaking coach. Two-day workshop. They film you. Okay? You want to get serious? Ha- record yourself. Have somebody sit there and listen. You know, make the calls while they're there. That's how you know you're, you're turning into a professional and not a dabbler. Mm. So, yeah, so it sounds like, again, this is about harnessing, like, any craft, whether it was tennis, whether you're trying to be learn how to do the bobsled. It's about time under pressure, time under tension, time in the arena, and yep. then having someone that can help you improve, that can observe, that can watch, and give you tips and pointers on how to do it a little bit better. So you just got to get there. You got to go out and embarrass yourself. You got to pick yourself up, go back out again. And sooner than later, somehow, one way or another, you'll start doing this with better finesse. And really, the, ter- the, the learning curve is up to you. You can fumble this out and figure it out on your own, but you'll expedite your progress if you're, one, surrounded by people who have the same goal that you have, or two, if you have someone who's specifically there to mentor, coach, and guide you on it. Right. Yeah, and that's what's, that's what's hard to find. I think people deep down, you know, we get in our comfort zones. Again, going back to the brain. I mean, how do we, how does it work? And and being embarrassed, learning something new. I mean, that's all hard. It's scary. You know, we, it's hard. It's hard to grow beyond any, any place that you see yourself. Like if you can't envision yourself doing something, you're not going to do it. Regardless of who you're around. Right. So do you have a good team? You know, like my instructor, he's literally finished last year number one in the world uh, for his age group. Mm. Mm. Uh, and we go hard, right? And not that I've ever beaten him, but, you know, I, I get, I've gotten close twice in two years. <laughs> uh, and if, when, when and if, you know, I ever do catch him, I don't think he'd be upset. No. You know, he'd be like, hey, finally, good job. You yeah. know, but he, he goes hard. But he everybody I train with, they they don't care if I get them. Right. right. And it took me about 18 months to not care if a smaller, younger, less experienced person gets me. 
Right. You know, right. because I'm I'm in there. Uh, I'm not there to beat my training partner. I'm there to get better. Better. Right. Right. Okay? And so, yes, I can do my core set of moves because I'm bigger than most people, and I can beat a smaller guy. But I mean, like, like two weeks ago, this guy—he's a brand new blue belt, but he's a lot smaller than me. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm like six months ahead of him. So, you know, I got size on my side and experience. Right. Uh, but I wasn't fighting him to beat him. I tried different moves. Yes. Right. And it's like I'm in training. Let me see if I can pull it off. And and I couldn't. And <laughs> you know, I I missed it. I, I tried it, and it was the first time trying to move, and I missed it. He choked me. Yep. Okay. I ta tapped out. We started again. It's like I don't care. Yep. You know, it's um. So are you around people? that really have your best interest at heart. Now, you know? does that help with sales to, to detect? Because now you're talking about being detached from the outcome and just enjoying the process. Now, does that help with sales? What if you have a For sales sure. manager that's got quotas and you have that outside pressure? Do you still need to try to detach from it and just focus on the process itself? Um, you absolutely. If, if you can't detach... You know, the old adage is if you're not ready and willing to walk away from the negotiation table, you have no business being there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's where you got to figure out, are you in the right company? You know, that's why I ended up on my own, right? Because I worked for assholes. Right. Uh, and so I, I would train. I, I bought programs on my own. Um, I, you know, tried to get better. And as I got better, I, I, I became, I outgrew my coaches. Right. Okay. I outgrew my sales managers. Uh, and so like where I trained jujitsu, it'll, it'll take me 20 years to maybe outgrow my instructor. Oh yeah. Right. But I mean, after 20 years, he, he's been doing this 34 years. So in 20 years, he'll be at 54, and I'll be at 22. Yep. So I probably yes. won't outgrow him even in 20. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so are you around people that, that help you get better? And so, because look, I, I understand. I've been there. I, I've had managers say, you know, at the end of the month, end of the quarter, end of the year, you know, you will fly out there and you will sit on their doorstep until they see you. You know, we need this last-minute order. Okay. And, and I wouldn't do it. I mean, fortunately I, my, at least my immediate bosses were cool enough. They're like, you do have to fly up there cause they need to see it on your expense report. But I literally flew to another state and sat in the hotel for a day and flew home. Mm. Cause that mm. was, that was the kind of pressure we were under at this technology company. Mm. So, you know, I didn't stay there long. Um, but if you're desperate, it's like a guy like, like dating. You know, guy really wants a girlfriend. Yeah, no, it's a terrible you know, way to He's running around the bar, whatever, running around high school. <laughs> Will you go to the prom with me? I really need a date. Please, please, please. And they're like, dude, you're a loser. No. <laughs> okay. You got to have some game, even if you are desperate. Mm -hmm. if, if they smell it, if they detect it, they're not going to give it to you. Yeah. Okay. So now what about for the people that are listening to this that um, have heard that you can overteach versus sell. If, right, there's consultative selling, but how do you do? You have any tips or advice for that? Like, because there's a lot of concern about what to give away and what to say for free. You know, I I hear that all the time. Like, some people don't want to say too much because, I mean, if you if you're selling a piece of software, if you're selling like a hard, you know, like a jacket or like it's a physical item that's different, if you're selling a product or service. Sometimes, if, especially in the expert space, how do you balance that from giving away too much for free? Can you give away too much for free? Uh, yeah, and I, like in my role, I mean, owning my own business, you know, what I primarily sell is my brain, right? That's my intellectual property. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could sit on the phone for a couple of hours and answer all of your questions and everything you think is is urgent and, you know, probably give you enough things to go on, uh, take you months to go implement what I just told you. Right. So, yeah, there's a balancing act there. And, but, you know, the 
the old adage is give away your best stuff for free up front. All right, but I do that in my own podcast, right? 350 episodes so far, um, published 351, I think, five and a half years. I'm starting a second podcast uh, nice. called called the um, the CRM Sushi Podcast. Uh, I've written two books. You know, I blog a bunch. So I the tips are out there. So what people are really paying for is convenience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you want to go listen to 350 podcasts, and if you want to go read a thousand blog pages or posts on my website, you'll probably find your answer. All right. But you're paying me for convenience. You're paying me uh, to customize and tailor the the answer. So, but yeah, you do have to be careful, and that's why you know I've something your listeners can go get for free is called the sales agenda. So it's the sales agenda.com. Uh, and it's the agenda I have followed since 2006, you know, I was still in corporate America. I was just starting a sales whisperer, but uh, I was still at a day job at a family to feed. Right. But setting clear expectations up front is so important. I call it close first and then present. I'm telling my, my prospects, I'm not showing up to entertain you. I'm not showing up to do a dog and pony. Okay. I'm showing up to see if there's a fit. Is there chemistry? Do we even like each other? Okay. Then we'll, we'll take it from there. Um, but I'm going to have questions for them. Just like a doctor, you don't, you know, the, the doctor's not sitting there telling you how, you know, amoxicillin seeks out the bacteria and latches on to the, you know, nucleus and blah, blah, blah. I mean, no, they're like, oh, yeah, you got a sinus infection. Here, take this. You'll get better. Right. You trust, you trust the doctor's prescription and diagnosis by how he goes through his procedure to evaluate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually great. Prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. So right. I think you hit the nail on the head. You can disperse stuff for free. But you have to, at one point, it has to stop being about you and how great you are. And then all of a sudden you transition into, well, why are you asking? What's the right. problem that you're having? What are the symptoms? How long have you been experiencing this? What have you tried? Have you done, you know, what would you, what are you looking for? Right? That's, I think, where you have to get out of your own head and, and really focus on them and what they want. And then, you know, and like you, I love that you said, are you close first and then present? Because I think that that's a good that's a good tidbit for people to remember if they're going to get into a sales presentation, if they're going to try to get to that moment, then they're not in teach mode, right? You're in close mode. Okay. So you're looking for a solution to this. Got it. What's the problem? All right, let's close first. So what you're looking to spend, you're looking to get a mentor. You're looking to, for a service. You're looking for an agency. You're looking for a hat. You're looking for something. Okay. Okay. Good. So if you can find one that fits all your needs, that's what you want to buy. Okay, perfect. Now let's go through the questions, right? And now it's right. not even really about teaching. And when you are teaching, it's it's consultative selling. Well, you want this one, not this one, because this, 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 right? Right. Yeah. That's it. That's a good yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's why I say, like, the questions you ask, I mean, they're good, but they're so broad. You know, you have somebody brand new in business versus somebody 10 years in business, somebody with a team, somebody selling a, com- a complex, you know, five, six, seven-figure sale, somebody selling a $100, $500 solution. You know, they're all different in a way. Yeah, they they are. They you're you're totally right on that. I think and 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 that's why I guess I was trying to get to principles and strategies because like to to avoid the tricks. If I was a team trying to, instead of talking about how to you know have good cop bad cop, avoid that stuff from a from a principle standpoint. How do we approach this? And you've given some great tips. I mean, oh, so far you've talked about first your number one job is the prospect because you have to have a constant flow of leads if you're going to be able to hone and craft any skill. If you don't have a regular set of training partners, you're not going to be able to get better at jiu-jitsu, right? If you're not constantly whacking balls, you're not going to get better at golf. So, yeah, number one job is the prospect to make sure you've got people to practice with, right, first and foremost. Then you have to right. trust the process. You have to be about it this day in, day out, and that realize that you're in it to get better, right, and to detach from the results, and that you can give it all away just to get their interest. Give it all away to get their interest, and then the people will pay for the convenience and the speed and the custom fit, right? No, but people don't buy shoes 
they buy a walking shoe, a hiking shoe, a dress shoe, a, you know, a water shoe, a specific purpose shoe. So you can give all the context away for free or all the information for free and people will pay for that custom fit, pay for the convenience, pay for the speed of it. He um, also gave us the salesagenda.com, which is where we can go to get a, uh, an agenda on how to structure, I guess, and how to, how to plan our sales process out. That way we're not just kind of winging it as we go along. And then I'd love the great tip you just said for the first, the, the number one question is when people are like, well, how do you, how do you, you know, how do you get out of teach mode and conversation mode and into actually selling? And I think that's just a fantastic tip. Close first. So what, are you looking to buy just right off the bat? Like, are you looking to do something about this now? Like, are you looking to buy something now? Like, what are you doing? You're just trying to ask questions so you can go figure it on your own or what do you, what's your goal? Oh, okay. Yep. Right. Oh, okay. You want, oh, perfect. All right. Well, let's talk, let's get some questions going. Right. What's, what's this? Tell me about your scenario. And that also helps establish you as an expert and also the whole thing where people say, you know, people don't know how much you care. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? right. And that's where I think now the other fundamental of this is get out of your own way, right? It's not about you. That would be the next thing I would add. Like, get out of your own way. It's not about you. It's about them right. and the pain that they're trying to solve. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd love to get money from every single human being I ever speak to, right? Right. That's assuming, it's, uh, assuming it's the right solution. Right. You know, That's... I'm not going to sell my mom HubSpot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, if she's working with an organization, she does a lot of volunteer work and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Maybe that organization needs it. Okay. I'm happy to sell it to them, even though it costs money. If it, if it solves a pain, you know, the doctor doesn't feel bad because he charges you for surgery. Right. Right. You know, if it gets you better. They gladly take that money. That's right. And I often hear when people say that um, or complain that, like, the economy's bad or there's no money here and that, I'm, I always say, well, look around. Everybody in this room has pockets. Everyone you see on the street has pockets. And most people have some money in those pockets. So every time you see a pocket, there's typically some money in it, right? Every time you see someone wearing a pair of pants, they've got a credit card, they got a debit card, they got some cash. There's money out there. What's missing is a reason for them to give that money to you. And part of that comes from not understanding them or their pain or the problem that they're facing and right. And knowing how you can help them with that. So. That's it. So then AIDA attention issues, desire action. So Wes, you've given some great advice here. You gave me some great tips. And I, one of the things that I love about this so much is that you've kind of beaten the drum of, you know, needing to really just be in it to develop the skill that there's no real quick fix and that it's a, and that it's about being some. So whether someone's listening to this and they're a sales professional at the company, whether someone's a business owner listening to this, whether they're a marketing consultant or they're an affiliate marketer, they understand that, all right, this is something that's an ongoing process. I have to understand that this is a skill I need to develop. And now you've given some really practical skills like, look, I need to keep prospecting to make sure I'm practicing this on a regular basis. How many prospects did I generate this week? How many prospects did I generate last week? A lot of people don't even realize that when they're in their business. And then you give some other great tips that they probably should get a coach. If they want to be serious about this, if they want to have less pain and suffering and embarrassment and make fewer mistakes and have better tact and better finesse and just be received better and a better uh, success rate, that the best thing that they could do would probably be to have a partner look over their shoulder and help them, right, to observe what they're doing and give them feedback. No one's ever gone to the Olympics and won a gold medal without a coach. It just hasn't happened, right? right? It right. just hasn't happened. Not yet. No one's shown up at the world championship and been like, oh, look at that. I beat everybody else in the world and I did it without a coach. So that, right. you know, it really, so again, I think you gave some really practical tips, avoided any fancy bells, whistles, tricks, the two-person clothes. And to me, that makes you a really credible expert. Anyone listening to this, if they want, they can go listen to the sales, or go to the salesagenda.com, pick up that sales agenda. Uh, Wes, I'm sorry, what was your podcast again as well? It's uh, thesalespodcast.com. There you go, thesalespodcast.com. And if anybody wants to reach out to you in person and say, like, Wes, what do you, like, how do I work with you, engage with you personally, what's the information for that? Um, yeah, they can get it. Either of those websites redirects to my website at thesaleswhisper.com. So, oh, okay. you know, it'll, it'll send you to a landing page on the site. And so from there... Um, there's all my contact info, contact us, it's all there. And so you can fill that out and um, that'll come to me. Awesome. And so Wes, is there anything that I haven't asked you that I should have asked you? Good grief, man. You asked me everything. 
I, I gave away the secrets I don't normally talk about. No, uh-uh. <laughs> well, I appreciate you joining. Uh, this spend- was pretty broad so um, and deep, so no, this was good, man. Yeah, good, good. Well, I appreciate having you here for a return. Any of you just listen to this and want to hear more of Wes, you can go check him out at thesaleswhisperer.com, thesalesagenda.com, or you can go check out our first interview we did with him and find out more about his background and how he became so good at what we talked about today. So, Wes, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. It's always an honor and a pleasure, and I appreciate you coming and sharing with us. Hey, man, thanks for having me. You've reached the end of our interview. Now, first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, what can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, what can you give to someone else to help you with or give them to just do it for you? Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better, and your success is my success. So please reach out and interact. You can visit our website, bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much every other social media channel you can think of. You should also subscribe to the podcast. And if you're enjoying them, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. That's all for now. Once again, thank you. Take care of yourself. And remember, the world needs the best business you can build. And I believe in you.